Hello, and welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. I am your host, Bridget Brown. I am a licensed clinical social worker, a pastor, and a stage four cancer overcomer. I am a wife, a mom, and a proud Afro-Latina. But most importantly, I am an overcomer. Before we begin, this podcast is not a substitution for your own therapy with a licensed professional. This podcast is not therapy. It's merely a platform to give perspective to my journey and to your journey, not to provide therapy. Thank you for joining us for episode three of the Overcomers podcast. Today we will be talking about soul healing. Who needs some soul healing in their soul right now? I know I still do. I will be the first one online for some of that healing. And yes, I totally understand the struggle of needing to move on and still being dragged back to the same old hurt space. But listen, it's time for us to open up our souls so that we can detox all these spaces where we've neglected where we avoided, where we deflected, where we've used denial or any other defense mechanisms that our brain used to stop this trauma from overloading it. But what is our soul? What exactly do you mean by soul healing? Well, I'm glad you asked. Our soul is our very essence, is everything that makes us us. It's your personality, it's your emotions, it's your quirks, and where you place all the interpretation of the world within yourself. So the dictionary defines the soul as the principle of life, feeling, thought, and action, and it's separate from the body. And it's commonly held to the separable in existence to the body. So it's Bridget, it's you, and it's you, and it's you, and it's everything that's about you. Who you are and who you are to others lies within your soul. So picture this. If your soul was out of your body, or you lost yourself and got stuck, it will make your whole physical body look like an empty shell. Have you ever pictured yourself as the young child that you used to be, innocent, free from the cares of the world, playing and jumping, free, not worrying about anything and living in this little bubble of trust? Well, look at yourself now, full of responsibilities, stress, being in autopilot and full of issues. And then when you compare the two versions of yourself, you can see the difference of how you used to be to where you are now. When did you become stuck? Let's talk about that. Where did things shift for you? Maybe it was that youthful belief that you had of being in a perfect relationship or a perfect marriage that turned out to not be so happily ever after. Or maybe it was someone who passed away that was close to you. Or maybe we're just in a place where we allowed others to define the person that we want to be but now we feel stuck in the space that's not ours. I've been there many a times. And during these transitions, this is where our soul will slowly begin to dim and to lay dormant. And all of us have left us in a body filled with depression and disconnection. And we become a hollow shell 
in our body. We become like zombies walking around controlled by an outside puppet maker because we became too lazy and disconnected to join our own journey. And then we tend to blame others, right, for our dissatisfaction. And yet we were the ones who signed off on this agreement when we gave our power away and we essentially sold our souls for this. So growing up, I was intrigued to learn about how a person with so many with so much life and so much freedom became shackled or depressed or addicted and full of trauma. And, you know, I kind of want to dab into my experience as a child um, with my dad. And what I, what I remember was that my dad was, you know, every, every daughter says that their dad is their hero and my dad was mine And I used to see how much he worked hard and how proud he was of providing for us. He um, migrated to the U.S. from um, the Dominican Republic when he was um, a young teen. And, And then him and my mom met when they were in middle school. But they all lived in this neighborhood in um, Brooklyn, New York, called Williamsburg. And when... When he lived there, he also worked in um, the corner bodega, which when he became of age, he ended up buying it off of the owner. And that was like his store. So he was like 21 with his own bodega and, and, and providing life to that neighborhood and to his family from that store. But when I was about 12 years old, things started getting really rough for him and he ended up going back bankrupt and when he went bankrupt um he was like not my dad he was just totally different person he started suffering from depression um he started drinking was really disconnected but he really had depression really bad And he was a totally different person from who he was. And I always said that the minute that he lost the store, he, his soul went with that store. And I started going to school, um, because I wanted to be a social worker. Cause honestly, my desire was to learn how to be a social worker so I could fix people because I wanted to fix my dad. And was that a big, you know empty lie, right? Because when I graduated and I became um, a social worker, um, at that point, my dad was, his health was deteriorating and he passed away in 2012 when I was out of school and he was only 55 years old. And that was very so the reality kind of hit me at that point. That was like a layer within my soul that I could never resolve for me because for me, I wanted to fix my dad. And I learned really quick that life happens very fast and the choices we make affect the future that we do live. So this is the heart of my podcast and why I want to convey to everyone the importance of us pushing these emotions out of our bodies so that we can live again and find purpose 
in our lives. So I just recently experienced some soul healing, right? Last week after our recording in episode two, we talked about establishing a spiritual foundation with our creator. And in that episode, can I just honestly be honest with y'all? Episode two was very triggering for me. I didn't realize how vulnerable I was with everyone. Hello, I shared a lot of ugly memories, a lot of shameful things that had had me shackled. And I just dug right in and popped out all these past hurts and experiences that some were not fully resolved for me yet. And my what ifs popped in my head and the regrets took the lead in my head, right? The, the thoughts of what if, and what if I didn't go there? Or what if I didn't get in the car? Or what if I didn't choose how I did? And I was just becoming consumed. And those experiences that I still hid away, I did not honor the experience that was so that I can move on with my life. So this is why I can no longer be bound to the shame and the guilt, regret, or disappointment. But hey, this is exactly what this podcast is about. Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast, because how are we going to overcome if we're not open with our journeys and with our stories? I'm going to be very raw and authentic about my story, and I'm owning my story, the whole thing. I own my name. In the past, I have only owned parts of my story, and it was still not fully represented of my whole self. Listen, our experience happened, right? They are ours and they are valid and I want to speak on those and I do not have a conventional way of living and healing, nice and clean cut, okay? How it comes out in the mic is how it comes and I will make space for my soul to be able to release what needs to go so that we can overcome. This space right here is to talk about this stuff. Whatever it is that's coming up for us, I am going to be that midwife that is ready to go in and birth out your purpose, my purpose, and support the good, the ugly, and the shameful. I will share my journey as an example of what raw healing looks like, and it's not pretty. I'm warning you right now. On here, we are going to dig deep and expose those areas that are holding us hostage yeah, we cover it up real good, looking really good and spectacular on the outside, but inside, we're literally rotting. We are not being our authentic selves, and we are not satisfied with where we are and who we are. And I want those that have been cast out and have done the most unforgivable things that they believe they will never move from, that this is what you need. And I'm willing to sacrifice myself first so that you can open up and be honest about your story too. So I will use stories from my past, my present, to connect with all of you. And I had my own story just as it was. The whole thing. I can't change anything about my past and neither can you. But guess what? We can change though. We can change our present and how our future will look. Please continue to listen and continue building with us so we can shift out of these stuck places and begin our soul healing. So 
In this episode, I want to talk about things that we keep shoving to the back of our minds and our hearts, and I want to deal with our souls. We sacrifice our souls for an image that is not ours, for relationships that don't hold light. Instead, we dim ourselves so that we can fit in. We have jobs that we hate. (laughs) We have responsibilities that we're overwhelmed with that don't hold us nor represent us. And these are the very things that are killing us inside. We're sinking more and more into this abyss and our souls are dying. We are hollow shells within these bodies and our spirit is further disconnected from our creator. But some of this pain is also self-inflicted. But on the flip side, you may not even be able to open up to anyone without having it without them having an opinion on how your journey should look like your silent tears fall in the bathroom in the car in the kitchen in your bed and there is no one who can hold space for you to release and support your process yep this is all me we carry these layers and layers of hurt sickness judgment disappointments shame unforgiveness and condemnation And then we carry this noose around our necks and these shackles on our feet. And just when we think we're out and we're free from this toxic space, the old negative thought patterns and self-sabotage shows up to face us again. And you are stuck all over again. We can't run quick enough because we're shackled to our own experience and past traumas. And our souls are currently crying out to us to release from this pain. So the next day after I uh, recorded um, episode two, I woke up and was so heavy. I barely slept that that night and I felt the fire beginning with me again. My head, my neck, my shoulders, my chest and my belly. I was shaking and hypervigilant again. And this is all trauma responses, by the way. I started worrying in my head about people's opinion, about my story, especially that this may be the first time that anyone is even hearing it. So I would be ostracized again, as always. That was the thought that just came up, right? And you have to understand, for me, there never seems to be a space for me to just be me. It's always too much pressure. You know, I'm the oldest in my dad's house. And I had to be the example and maintain the emotional temperament of the house. I was parentified when I was five, when my sister was born. And I had to work through everything. And no one else seemed to be working through their own stuff, right? I was young, but I understood that I was lacking something from my developmental process. And I lacked that security and trust of my basic emotional needs as a young soul was growing up with this lack. And generational trauma, (laughs) that's another layer of my um, trauma. That's a deadly essence that eliminates generations after generations. But we're going to get into generational trauma in later episodes because I feel like I need to dedicate a whole episode to just that. As a pastor, you have to keep a certain level of whatever it is that you want to label it. 
So you're viewed as a heathen or you bring shame to the name if you don't keep this certain standard. But this is not even healthy. And because I didn't really grow up in the church, that that whole confinement didn't really fit me very well. And then you add on the next layer of me being a social worker. And as a therapist, you got to keep a boundary with your clients. And you kind of disconnect from the human side of people. And you have to have all the answers for clients and keep this bland office that does not even identify you as a human. And that's why I have my own private practice, because I wanted to create a welcoming atmosphere for all those to come and release and to heal with no judgments, to heal in community. Healing happens when we connect outside of ourselves. Remember, with our creator first and then with people, because isolation is not healthy for us. And we can retreat to reground and, and, and gain awareness for ourselves. And then we have to gather and assemble with, the, with other like-minded overcomers like we're doing now in this podcast. But for me, when you have trauma, your brain changes how you perceive and respond to feelings of danger. Your amygdala fires up in the back of your brain and sends these cortisol levels, um, hormones all over your body, and you're fired up, right? So this is where that organ is located in your brain, and it doesn't let us think before we react. That's kind of like the you poke the bear until you become aggressive, and we tend to become aggressive and impulsive because that's the only concern at this point. It's either face your danger or fight and run. Our heartbeats get stronger and faster. Our hands start sweating. Our breathing is labored. We freeze or we run. So it's important to work with a licensed professional to work on these therapeutic techniques to help you self-regulate because they will help you to create new um, uh, pathways in your brain that will allow you to learn how to respond better to your triggers. And there are several positive ways to self-soothe and engage in your own healing for your soul. But you can relax your brain with some techniques right at home. Simple techniques like drinking a hot cup of tea and taking a warm hot bath or a hot shower, right? You can diffuse essential oils and turn down the lights and set a, a relaxing atmosphere, You can exercise. You can do some breathing exercises. You can even go to YouTube and download some guided meditation and just sit quietly and calm your brain. Like this is something that you have to practice. Just be careful how you self-soothe because sometimes we tend to self-soothe with some negative um negative things, right? Like overspending. If you're anyone like me, I used to love me some Amazon, but I've been behaving. And I used to always overspend because I was stress shopping. Or we may indulge in legal substances, or maybe we want to just unwind with some wine. And you know what? That's going to create another soul dilemma that will add to your feelings being stuck um, if you become physiological dependent on on alcohol and drugs. So we want to be careful on how we release 
our tension. And this is this is what we will be discussing more of, you know. When trauma shows up for me, you know, I had to remember not to react and respond to what my body signals were telling me because I wanted to run. I wanted to quit this podcast before it even started. I wanted to just react to to things that were happening around me. So you know what I did? I went, I put on my workout clothes. I went inside my self-care room. I read my word and I journaled and I just sat with with the word and and just released those emotions and those feelings on paper. And I wrote down where in my body I was feeling all of this, right? I was feeling it in my chest, in my throat, right? Ironically, where I need to speak and let my voice out. And I was feeling it on my shoulders. So what I did was I laid on my back on the floor I diffused some aromatherapy and I used some console, a console blend, which is an emotional blend. And the room was filled with just this calming oil. And this, I popped my AirPods in my ear. I listened to some worship music and I just started to self soothe and self regulate by relaxing. And I had to surrender without reacting in fight mode like I was always used to doing. I had to speak positive affirmations to my soul and cancel out those negative thoughts that were flooding my mind. And I began to apply my positive coping strategies, sit with my triggers, and wait to see where I needed to validate myself. And I had to learn how to positively self-soothe and regulate my emotions because back in my days, Way, way before, I used to self-soothe in many toxic ways, yelling and screaming, drinking, you know, we, we self-harming. These are all vices that if we are honest with ourselves, we use as outlets, right? So here I am laying still on this yoga mat and I took in the air filled with console and I just released it. I, I did breathing exercises. I listened within. And then this little girl within me just validated the fear that I was feeling triggered by. And I had to just listen. I have not yet accepted myself. And I was obsessed of what others were thinking. And because of that, I was able to connect with the fact that I had a lack and a need and a, and, and a void that stemmed back to that little girl within me. And I had to build my sacral and heart spaces so that it can flow through my body and out of my head. And that energy, I needed to give myself the freedom to just release it. Sometimes we look at darkness and we reject it right? But darkness shows up to show us the light that we have within us. So next time you see yourself in darkness, don't run. Embrace it with your light that you carry within us. We all carry that light within us. But if your darkness looks like the darkness that you see in someone else, what are you going to do? Are you going to embrace darkness or are you going to stand still and let your light shine so that you can come out of that darkness? Always remember, this is a fight. 
And we will always be fighting darkness and fighting to overcome. But this time, our light will speak for us. Overcome darkness with your own light. We are light, and despite what has happened to us, we are still light. Do not hide it under your bed, but show it and expose it so that you can shine and those around you can shine too. Sometimes we just fight the process and we don't allow ourselves to fall apart. And being able to be vulnerable during difficult processes is very necessary to initiate soul healing. But if you look at the difficult times from a stance of putting up walls, being defensive, and you can protect yourself, you lose the opportunity to be vulnerable and to learn what you're capable of. When I'm on my yoga mat and my mind says you can't do this bind or push your body further when you're out of breath, I just breathe, release that thought out of me, and I push more. I don't quit. Be vulnerable and grow. I was able to understand that the trigger that I experienced after exposing myself was directly connected to this 15-year-old who still felt that I was disconnected from her. And you know what? I totally was. I had these negative comments in the back of my head because I was so ashamed of the things that I indulged in. But that was directly correlated with the comments that people spoke against me when I was that age, when I was younger, because of all the stupid choices that I made. And you know what, guys? I was really feeling vulnerable. I was really feeling exposed. I was really unsupported and isolated, misunderstood, and just straight up disappointed. I felt so numb to have made choices that I made when I was young And why did I even think that releasing all of this stuff on this podcast was a good idea? Well, I had to listen and give it space and release it. I had to protect and validate that this little girl in me was waiting for people to come rescue her. But guess what? That little girl in me was a victim. That this adult woman is not a victim. So we both needed to lay and have a conversation about acceptance of the things that we could not change. We needed to have courage to move forward together from that space. And my little girl needed to understand that I cannot keep fighting and defending myself because she needed defending. There was nothing more to defend because I grew up. And that was a hard revelation to really just grasp. There comes a time where how we respond when we are triggered is no longer age-appropriate to who we are now. We all continue to age and age, but we have not really emotionally matured because these experiences are still stuck within our souls. Let me tell you, I laid on that mat and I cried. I did my workout to push out these emotions and I ended up in my yoga reg- uh, doing my yoga regimen so that I can relax my body and my muscles and prepare myself to be a present mom and hopefully my husband will believe that I'm being a better wife but listen this tide may come 
in high over our heads and make you feel like it's going to swallow us up with the wave. But the water eventually recedes. And when you stand still and you let it pass, the wave will come and it will go. And how often it comes is actually up to you because the work is in you standing still and committing to doing your own healing, not putting it on anyone else, not waiting for anyone to rescue you, but you coming to your own rescue with the support of your creator. Now, you know how to swim. You obviously know how to float because guess what? You're still here. This was a sink or swim experience. And because you're listening and because you're here and you've overcome other waves and other tides, you know how to swim and you know how to show up for yourself. So because I'm here and all of us are here too, we are super overcomers and victorious over everything. So don't quit on yourself now. Let's get up from this place Move on because we're not alone. We're in community. You have to find a level of gratitude for some part of your life. Maybe it's having a good health. Maybe you have the ability to use your limbs and breathe and you have your five senses. But do you know that there's many people who don't even have that? Find gratitude for something. And when you begin to be grateful Continue having a grateful attitude and honor the life that we get to live. We are not dead. We are alive. We're breathing. And if you're hearing this podcast, you have a purpose. There is a quest for us to achieve, attain, and accomplish. But let's live in the moment. Let's practice enjoying the process and trusting our journey. Being more present and creating a self-care routine that will heal, maintain your healing, and position you to live again. Taking in the fresh air, the good people who exist around you, and the love that you haven't even opened up to. It's there. This is where gratitude grows. And I think of another year of, and many years of ahead of living cancer-free, for me, that's where I find my gratitude. I look at the love of my life, my blackness. He's my soulmate, and he's equipped with the ability and the depthness to love me with all of my mess. He makes my life so much more abundant, and I'm so grateful for him and the beautiful kids that we get to raise together. Gratitude begins when we open our hearts and our souls for healing, and it helps us to see our glass is actually half full and not half empty. The people I want to reach in this podcast are the ones that have been stuck and are in isolation because of shame and guilt. There may have been many shaming experiences that have shut our mouths, that has told you that you're not worthy or good enough to sit at the table of royals. But guess what, honey? We are all royals. We have been asked by our creator to come forth out of hiding, out of our caves, out of our beds, and to come to the throne of grace where redemption resides. And I know I'm not like no other 
clinical therapist <laughs> because I humanize people's experiences by using myself. And I really want to talk about strong topics out here and opening up the depthness of layers of deep-rooted issues so people could be free. But I'm already, I was already self-sabotaging. I want to leave you with this. Destruction is worse when it's self-destruction. And when your soul is unsettled and wounded, you will begin to self-destruct within because the memories are going to flood and your pain is going to return. But it's in that space. How you perceive and treat yourself is what's going to grow. And I was beginning to let it build a home and I was beginning to be a prisoner of it. And I had to fight through it. I had to harness the strength that I had conquered when I was in my cancer journey into my mental environment. And I had to apply all that I learned about myself, my connection with God, to fight, to get out. I had to keep me focused and aligned to what was the real truth about this Bridget. I still have much work to do and undo old toxic patterns, but trauma takes work and commitment to resolve. And you have to allow yourself to feel those feelings without giving into old behaviors. You are worth it. I am worth it. Keep being grateful and leading from self-care. You can't love others until you love you first. Your soul depends on it. And so you will be free in your spirit, soul, and body. I want to leave you with homework this week. I want you to grab a notebook, a pen, and I want you to create a relaxing space in your home, in your car, wherever it is, in your bathroom, whatever you have that's a quiet space. And I want you to sit by yourself, no phone, no TV, no music, no distractions. And I want you to just sit and be present with yourself. And I want you to ask yourself these Three questions. Who am I? What do I want out of my life? And what is my life needing repair of? Okay, I'm going to say that again. Who am I? What do I want out of my life? And what in my life needs repairing? Once you have answered these questions, Truthfully now, right, you can move on to the next part of this assignment. I want you to go back into a quiet space, look yourself in the mirror, straight in the eye, and tell yourself these affirmations. I want you to repeat it as many times as you like and until it sits in your soul. I am amazing. I am love. I am strong. I am powerful, I am dope, I am a winner, I am phenomenal, and I am worthy. I need to say that again because I felt that thing. I got to chill. I'm amazing, I am love, I am strong, I am powerful, I am dope, I am a winner, I am phenomenal, and I am worthy. One more time for the Holy Ghost. I am amazing. I am love. I am strong. I am powerful. I am dope. 
I am a winner. I am phenomenal. And I am worthy. Be in peace. I will see you next week for the Overcomers Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of the Overcomers Podcast. Please like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Overcomers Podcast. Until next time, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. And the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, spirit, soul, and body.